0: Welcome to Ball Down South Sports Wave. This is going to be our game day pick'em show. And I've got with me today, John Hammonds. How are you today, man? I'm doing really good, man. How you doing? It's going to be a good one. It's a big day coming up for college football. September 1st, there's about 16 games tonight. Are you excited? I'm pumped up about it. It's been a long time
1: coming, right? The whole it has, weekend. man. We, we've sat around all summer and... And now
0: it's ready to rock and roll tonight. Right. So we've got a little game day pick'em pool um, with Run Your Pool. We have one where it's just me and John. And then we have one with some fans. And and you're welcome to join that pool. It'll be on our Facebook page, um, Ball Down South TV. You can find it on Facebook. And we have that pool there. You're welcome to join. And uh, the winner might even be on the show sometime.
1: What do you think about that, John? I think that'd be nice. It it'll, it'll give them a little recognition.
0: Right. Maybe we can have a guest or two on from the pool. I think that'd be kind of fun.
1: Yeah, it'd be a lot
0: of fun. All right. So let's get let's dive into this. We got some really good games to kind of go through. I'm going to give you some games, and I'm going to give you what kind of what the point spread is right now, and then we'll go from there. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. So the first game we're going to go through is a game that's on tonight. And I want to actually point out that we're we're recording this before these games are played. So just just so everybody knows, make sure. But the first game we're going to talk about is West Virginia at Pittsburgh. The spread on this game started out, I think, about 7.5. It's gone down to about seven and it's at pittsburgh what do you think about this game john
1: um you know they haven't played in what in 11 years and you know this is a big rivalry um both teams hate each other um and the fans even dislike each other so i'm looking at this game as more of a defensive struggle type game you know the biggest thing about this game is keaton slovis he transferred in from usc and they have J.T. Daniels at West Virginia, and they was both teammates at USC. So I like the intrigue at the quarterback position. I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh just because it's at Pittsburgh. But I believe West Virginia is going to give them a really good game. I believe this is going to be one of those defensive struggle type games. You know, they lost a lot on offense. Um, Pittsburgh did last year, but they still got some weapons and they got a good quarterback, and West Virginia's got a good quarterback, and West Virginia got them a new offensive coordinator, so it's going to be interesting to see how how this game um, dials up tonight, um, but in my opinion, I think Pittsburgh wins this game, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. Yep,
0: uh, West Virginia's um, new OC came from USC as well, so there's a there's a definite USC flavor to this game um, that's a little interesting to me. Um, you've got their their OC and a, an old quarterback on West Virginia and another old quarterback on Pittsburgh that's from USC. So, And this game is one of the oldest rivalries in college football. Um, I think they've played it a, over 100 times. It hadn't been played in 11 years now, so... They call it the backyard brawl. Um, so you know, all of that's a little interesting. The point spread is seven. The game is at pit. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna have to go with Pitt to cover the spread at seven. Yeah, I I I'm with you. I
1: think it'll be a lot closer than people think, you know, and you know, Neil Brown's gonna have to prove a lot this year because he's had some down years at West Virginia. Um, I feel like he needs to improve himself this year to, to be in that elite that they, they have been wanting to be. But other than that, I mean, I don't see, you know, I don't see West Virginia getting blown out, but I also don't see them winning either. So I think Pittsburgh has an opportunity to win this game and at least cover the spread that is what, what, seven points? Seven points. I'm,
0: I'm calling it seven points right now currently. Yeah, I believe they'll cover the spread. All right. Let's go on to the second game. Our second game we're going to talk about tonight is number 5 Notre Dame at number 2 Ohio State. That game is Saturday. The it opened around 15 and a half points on the spread. It's actually widened a little bit. The last I seen it was at 17. The point spread was on this game um with that kind of point spread against these two Powerhouse teams. What do you think about that one, John? Um, you know,
1: first-year coach, Marcus Freeman, he's – people. a lot of people don't even know this. He was a former Ohio State linebacker, and he was just a, most recently a D.C. for Notre Dame. And a lot of his players vouched for him to be the head coach. And I think what he's going to do, he's going to bring a defensive-minded mindset into this game to where he's wanting to fluster J.T. Stroud, do things, make making force turnovers. Um, I just don't know if he can beat the nation's best offense in the country Saturday. Um, I feel like, you know, Notre Dame's going to be good. Notre Dame's going to win some games this year. But I just don't see him going into Columbus and pulling out a win in one of the most unbelievable environments in college football. Um I think I think the point spread is about right. Um now not to say this game ain't gonna be lively. There's gonna be a lot of fans there. Um I think game day's gonna be there, it's gonna be rowdy. So Notre Dame's gonna be up for the challenge. I just don't know how they're gonna be able to stop the offense that Ohio State brings to the table.
0: Yeah, I find this one a little intriguing. I mean it's an intriguing game itself. You know, this is the first time that Notre Dame and Ohio State have played in the regular season since 1996. You know, that's, that's a long time ago. They've met a few times in the postseason, but not in the regular season. Um, you know, the point spread at 17 points, it's in Columbus. It has widened a little bit. Like I said, I think it's opened about 15, 15 and a half. Um, So, you know, Ohio State's got one heck of an offense. So it's going to come down to whether or not Notre Dame can, you know, keep up with them basically. And, you know, as far as scoring points, I I feel like Ohio State's winning this game. The point spread's what's getting me a little bit. But I I believe I'll take the points and take Ohio State. Yeah, I,
1: I believe I will too. You know, Notre Dame also has the, one of the best tight ends in the country, Michael Mayer. He he's one. He's a, probably a potential first round pick next year. And they also will have um, Joe Wilkins Jr. He suffered a season ending injury last year. Um, you know, but I just don't think they have the offense to be able to match Ohio State point for point. Um, I think it'll be close early. But I just think Ohio State will wear them down towards the fourth quarter, and I believe the point spreads about right. I think seventeen is about right because um, you never know about a game, especially the first game of the season. Um, you don't know how a team's going to come out to play. You don't know how they're going to how they're going to start. So, but I feel like Ohio State will win this game and they will cover the points.
0: Yeah, Notre Dame's breaking in a new quarterback for the first time too this time, so you know that goes. It's again. a little difficult, yeah, going into a hostile environment. Yeah. All right, man. So our next game we're going to talk about is Oregon versus Georgia. Now this game is in Atlanta. It is not at either one of them's home stadium. So this game's in Atlanta. Um, it is Saturday, and the point spread is seventeen and a half on this game. You know, Oregon um, and Georgia are both ranked. I think Oregon's, you can tell me if you think, are they around 10 or 11? I think, I think they're 11th and Georgia's I think three. 11, I think. Is that right? Yeah, they're 11th, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about this game? Dan
1: Lanning going up against his former former team that he, he left to go to Oregon. Um, I just think Georgia's just going to have too many playmakers all over the field. Um, yeah, they lost some guys on defense. But this could be Georgia's best offense that they've had in quite a while. You know, they got Bowers. Um, they got the quarterback, Stetson Bennett. Um, there's just a lot of playmakers on this Georgia offense. And their defense, there's going to be some hiccups along the way. But when you've got four stars and five stars hanging out all over the field for Georgia, you know that they're going to end up getting better each and every single game. Um, I think there'll be some times where they, they get lost in the, in the moment on Saturday and they'll, they'll have a few hiccups here and there because they lost quite a bit of guys to the NFL last year, Georgia did. But when you got, like I said, when you got four star and five star talent hanging all over the field, It'll, it'll make a difference. And I think Oregon's done the same thing with recruiting. I think their defense is going to be really good too. But I just don't think Oregon has the firepower to hang with Georgia for four quarters. Um, and I believe Georgia covers that spread. Um, I just don't see jo- Oregon hanging in this game very long. I just – the SEC is a completely different animal compared to the Pac-12. And I believe you'll see that on Saturday.
0: Well, you know, I agree with you that the SEC is a different animal. I, I do agree with that. However, Georgia is only returning 10 starters from that championship team last year. And most of those are on the offense side. You know, they, they're almost completely replacing the defensive side. There's a, They got a few players, three or four back, I think, on defense. And that's about it. Um. Oregon's defense is going to be good as well. It's Oregon's offense that I'm not sure that is going to be able to keep up with Georgia's offense. If you if you get what I'm saying, you know uh, I do. Um, and seventeen and a half. I know that the game is not at the Georgia Dome. It's not at home. Um, I mean, it's not it's not at their home stadium. It's in Atlanta. Um, but they're still going to pack the house in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it's going to be a home field advantage for Georgia.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be a, a home field advantage. They're going to pack the house, um, for the, as far as the fans and, you know, it's going to be a tough one for Dan Lanning. I, I, I probably am going to take the points on that one as well, you know, and, and say Georgia wins that one too. I, I, I'm with you on that one. So let's go on to the next game. Our next game is a is going to be a, a lot closer game, I believe. Even the line's going to be a lot closer. We're going to talk about number twenty three Cincinnati at number nineteen Arkansas. Um, and that game actually opened at seven and a half points, and over the last couple of days, it's actually been bet down to six points. Um, and it's a six-point favor for Arkansas at home. So how do you think that game will turn out?
1: Well, Arkansas is ranked in the preseason poll for the first time since 2015. You know, Cincinnati crashed the playoffs last year. Um But the biggest thing with Cincinnati, they lost a lot of players to the NFL. You know, they lost their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, a four-year starter. He, I think he finished third in the NCAA with – 44 career wins. Um, and also, um, Luke Fickle hasn't even named a starting quarterback yet. So it's been tight, but I haven't really heard if they've named a starting quarterback. Um, but you look on the other side with Arkansas, players take on the personality of their head coach. And that's one thing that I've noticed with Arkansas the last few years with Pittman. He loves those kids. They take it in. They do what he says to do that. They, they they're physical, they, 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 they make plays, you know, they got a great quarterback in KJ Jefferson um, Sanders. The running back's going to be really good. They brought in um, Hazelton from o- Oklahoma a transfer. They brought in Landers, a, a transfer from Toledo. So this team is going to be really good Arkansas and I don't really know how to pick this game. This is one of the most intriguing week one games in America on Saturday. But if I had to go with with a winner, I'm just going to go with a pick game here. And I think Arkansas wins this game, just the fact that it's going to be on the hill and Arkansas will have the home field advantage. And a win like this for Arkansas will do wonders for this program because of the way Cincinnati has built the last couple of years, even with the playoffs last year, I think Arkansas win like this will catapult that program. It's already catapulted, but it will go a little bit higher with a win like this against a good Cincinnati team.
0: Oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, so Cincinnati, you look at their schedule, man, and they don't play another team that's that's ranked besides this opening game with Arkansas. So if they were to lose this game, I'm not sure that they get to crash the party at the playoffs like they did last year. What do you think?
1: I, I, I don't, I don't think it'll happen if they lose this game. Not I just don't, I don't see it. So are you taking the points with Arkansas on this I'm one? taking the points with Arkansas. I believe it will be six, seven, but I think it will be a pick'em game. Um, in my opinion, it's a it's a really a pick'em game. I, I wouldn't consider the spread. I think it could go either way, Arkansas, but it will go Arkansas's way,
0: right? So, so I think so they're them playing at home. I mean, the Hogs are going to go wild. You know, they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be ready to be ready to play now. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, the fans are going to be out there and causing a ruckus, and um, you know, it's going to be a tough place for Cincinnati to go in and you was talking about Luke Fickle not having named a starter yet, that's probably on purpose, you know, he probably doesn't want them to game plan for, some, for somebody, you know, is what I figure. So, you know, since it's at home, I'm definitely gonna take Arkansas on the six points on this one. So, so far we're batting a hundred, we're the same all the way through. So maybe this game, we'll get something different here the next game we're going to talk about is number seven, Utah, at Florida. Um, and this game has been pretty consistent at about two and a half points. It actually went up to three in favor of Utah at the Swamp. Um, what do you think about Utah Utes going in and playing at the Swamp? Well
1: – Utah hasn't faced, um, an SEC opponent since they beat Alabama in '09. Um, you know, this is kind of rare in a way, you know, you don't see a lot of teams like this play each other very often. And, you know, Florida's got a big home hostile. Utah's not going to be, um... You know, um, intimidated. You know, from you Florida. So it it's it's they're both going to be ready to go. You get what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, Utah's got a great team, and Florida is try- and Florida's trying to rebound a little bit with a new coach. And they are, I agree. And
1: Florida had a rough year last year. Um, they they just it went south. I think after the Kentucky game. Um, Utah's plan for a Pac-12 championship. Um, there's a lot on the line this game. I think the Florida, Florida, they play Utah starting out, then they play Kentucky. I think Florida's season hangs in the balance on these two games right here. If they can go maybe one and one, and even if they could sweep, I think Florida has a good, decent chance at having a good season. Um, but my pick, I feel like Utah's the better team. I think they got the better quarterback. I think they got the better running game. I think they got a better defense. Now that's not to say Florida's not gonna be really good because Richardson's a good quarterback. Florida's put, pulling in some new pieces on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. But I just think the more experienced team and it's been there is Utah. And I'm gonna go with the Utah use this weekend.
0: You taking the points, three points? I'm- I'm taking the points. That, that's a swamp. All right. Well, I'm you know, taking it. So we've done a few of these shows, and you know I'm kind of high on, on Utah. I actually picked them to possibly break through and, and make the college football playoffs. So I'm a Cameron Rising fan. That's the quarterback. They have a stellar offense, and I think he is a, a, a Heisman – Um. Potential. He has Heisman potential, Cameron Rising does. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florida has a quarterback that, you know, is all world as well. I mean, you know, he can do it on the ground. He can do it in the air. And he's going to have to carry them some on the offense this year. They do have some pieces on defense. You know, it is Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do recruit four- and five-star guys. They did lose a lot, a lot of transfer and stuff coming in with the new coach. But they still have some pieces on defense. My thing with mm-hmm. Florida and what I've been hearing is that they have a great first team. It's just the backups. They're, that mm-hmm. they're not on the same level as what Florida usually is. Florida uh-uh. backups. That's what I keep hearing when it comes to Florida. So... You know I'm going to take Utah myself and take the three points, even though it is at the swamp. So the next game we're going to talk about, and I find this one a little interesting it's it's NC state. North Carolina State goes to East Carolina, and it's at East Carolina. The game opened only at ten and a half point spread. It has went to an 11-point spread, mm-hmm. but North Carolina State's the 13th-ranked team in the country and has a decent chance of maybe ruining Clemson's Clemson. hopes and winning the ACC. And for this game to just be 11-point spread just because it's at East Carolina is uh, a little interesting to me. So what do you think on this one? Uh, you know, NC State, they bring back 10 starters on offense.
1: And seven in the back backside of the defense that placed I think in the top twenty five in total yardage and top fifteen in scoring. Um but there's one thing that people don't realize. East Carolina can move the football. They they had four hundred and thirty three yards per game and averaged just under thirty points a game a year ago. They bring back Holton Ahlers at quarterback, C J Johnson, um, Ryan Jones, Keaton Mitchell, um so this is an offense that can move the football in East Carolina. So it's a game the NC State needs to watch early because this is one of them games that East Carolina has been known to win these types of games. You know, they, if you remember, they beat North Carolina in 18 um, and only lost to Cincinnati and South Carolina by a combined six points recently. So this is, this is a game the NC State needs to be aware of because, a loss right here early on can do a little damage to what the kind of hopes that you want to have. It'll but be kind
0: of devastating, I'm, I would
1: think. It would be really devastating. and, and But I'm going to go with NC State. I think they just got too much firepower, especially at, you know, quarterback, receiver, defense. Um I, I'm going to a, give a score on this one. I think NC State wins 34 to 21. But I do think East Carolina will score on this team. But – I don't think it's going to be enough to to knock off the Wolfpack, especially on Saturday.
0: Well, I, you know, I'm I'm with you on this. I think NC State has a really good chance at a special season. So when I said devastating a second ago, I want to make sure that everybody knows I'm not talking about that there would be a have a terrible season or nothing like that. I'm saying it would be devastating to their college football playoff hopes is what I was talking about. So, you know, they they have an absolute stellar offense coming back. And you're right, East Carolina does usually play teams pretty, pretty close and pretty stout. Um, I know they uh, South Carolina just barely beat them last year. And, uh, you know, it, NC State going to their house first game of the season is a little surprising to me, and the spread's a little surprising to me considering that they were so good offensively. But I'm going to pick NC State, um, and I'm going to take the 11 points on that as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So our next game we're going to talk about is actually a standalone game on Sunday night. We're going to talk about Florida State versus LSU. And that game is in New Orleans. It is not a home game technically for either one of them. It's a neutral site game in New Orleans. And the spread on that game is three uh, in favor of LSU. So what do you think about that one, John? I'm going to tell you, LSU fan base
1: is revved up. They're pumped. They're expecting big things right off the bat. And I don't think this is a re, really a rebuilding job at LSU because they got enough guys from the transfer portal to, to go along with the strong base that they did have to do things right away. But, however, I will say this, Florida State's getting better too. Um, they got a lot more playmakers on offense and defense. Um, this game can go either way. Um, you don't really know what to expect with the offense, with LSU. You know, even with Florida State last week, you know, they, they beat Duquesne, but Duquesne don't really have a lot, and that's not a knock on Duquesne, Duquesne. But it's a totally different aspect when you're playing a Duquesne and you're going up against a team like LSU because it's a completely different ball game. But I will say this. They'll fly around, LSU's going to. He's going to take on the persona, Brian Kelly, that he did at Notre Dame. I'm telling you, if LSU can get it together and, you know, with the hotbed that they got recruiting-wise in the state of Louisiana and Brian Kelly can bring those players in, this is a dangerous place to be if in, in the SEC to go play a game. Um, and I think that he's going to win his first game, Brian Kelly. I think they'll win, but I'm going to take the spread. I think it'll be three points. I think it'll be four points. I think this game will be a lot closer than people expect. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Um, I think one thing LSU is going to have to do is stop the running attack from from FSU because FSU's run, run,
0: rushing attack is really, really good. Well, that's so kind of where LSU has had some trouble the last couple of years is And the they run. have, yeah, they, they've had s- some issues
1: stopping the run. So this game's going to be interesting to to watch.
0: Yeah, you know, and so has Brian Kelly named a starter yet? Um, not that mm-hmm. I, not a that I've heard. Start. I haven't heard yet, but
1: I'm sure he'll he'll name one pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't heard that he's named a starter yet for this game. Of course, like I said a while ago, maybe that's part of the strategy, you know, to to keep FSU off balance. You know, so, you know, I, F, FSU has had some really, really bad struggles the last three or four years. I do believe that Norville's trying to get it turned around down there and made some steps towards that. I think they're better than they have been the last couple of years, but that's not saying a whole lot. Um, Florida State's been way down the last couple of years. Um, LSU kind of fell off um, the last couple of years under Ed Orgeron, um, you know, and they basically played 500 ball, and that's not good enough for down in Death Valley, so. You know, they're starting over down there. They do have talent. Um, They have probably one of the best wide receivers in the SEC, you know, down there. So, you know, it's something to keep your eye out. I do agree with you that they are kind of a dangerous team. It's a team that if they can get on a roll early, it's a team that could surprise a lot of people and have one of those – you know, nine and three, ten and two seasons, and be on the radar that where a lot of people didn't really think they, they could be. Um, what, I, what do you think about that? You think that's right?
1: I think I think that's right. I think
0: you're I think you're right on target. Well, I mean, you know, it's they're going to have to do it early. So this is a game that they're going to have to go in. They're going to have to cover the three points, and that's probably what I'm going to take is take LSU and three points in New Orleans. Um, the fans are going to show up for him, so I'm going to take LSU on this one.
1: Yeah, I am too.
0: So the next game we're going to go with is – uh that game is tonight, actually. It's Penn State at Purdue. Um, and the spread, Penn State is away. They're playing at the Boilermakers, and they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So, you know, it's, it's a tight game. Purdue's got a really good offense and good team. Do you think they're going to go in and cover this spread and beat Purdue at home?
1: I really think that the spread should be Purdue 3 and Penn State, the underdog. Because you look at the last couple of years, Penn State hasn't been what Penn State's been up to par. And Purdue is on the rise. Um, you know, Braum has, has brought that program from out of the ashes. You know, he's, he's got a good quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. Um, you know, this is this is going to be a fun game. I, I'm really not sure who to pick in this game because you just don't ever know which team's going to show up and which team's not, especially first game of the year. But this game is huge for both teams in terms of down-the-road type talk because if Purdue wins, they're already 1-0 in the Big Ten. If Penn State wins... They get, kind of get that monkey off their back by winning on the road and and kind of taking a little ease off of what they had last year in their kind of a okay season. So this is the big game for Franklin, I think. Franklin, I'm not saying he's playing for his job, but I think he needs to win this game to to know get the fan base back a little bit because this is a really big game. You know, Purdue's not an easy place to play. You know, you've seen back in the early 2000s, you know, teams like Ohio State went in there and lost to Drew Brees. So this is not an easy place to play. Um, You know, and this is the first time that they'll have played since 2019. But Penn State has dominated this series, though. They've won 15 of the last 19. But I'll, I'll say this. I don't think they'll win that series tonight. I think Purdue takes them. I think Purdue beats them by four points. So I'm not taking the spread this time. I'm taking Purdue and I'm taking four points or three, three or four points.
0: All right. Well, that goes against the spread, so we got at least got one in there for that. You know, Franklin at Penn State, they finished the season last year 2 and 6. That's how they finished the season. They went they started the season 5 and 0. Oh, and then just kind of fell apart, and finished two and six. And Penn State is a proud, proud football university. Even though they've been through a whole lot of stuff, on and off the field, a little bit over the over the years. But man, their football, their fans, they're crazy about it. Franklin's definitely going to have to turn this around. It is kind of surprising to me that Penn State has is favored in this game considering how they fell off last year and beyond that franklin is 11 and 11 in his last 22 games at penn state not a good recipe yeah you know that's uh that that doesn't bode well you know it, it's a wonder to me that penn state is favored on the road in an opening game with against a yes. what should be a pretty good team in Purdue. Um, just so we have something different, because you you're you're taking Purdue. I actually think Purdue, it you know might win this game tonight. But since you're taking Purdue, I, I'm going to take Penn State. Just so we have something different, and and see what happens with this game, and. Um, I I think it is. it could be a toss-up game, and it should be a close game. What do you think?
1: I think it will be. I think it will come down probably to the last minute in the fourth quarter.
0: I think it will definitely be close, at least going into the fourth quarter at least. So the next game we're going to talk about, number 25, BYU plays at South Florida, University of South Florida. They, BYU comes in and plays at their house, and they are currently a 12.5 point favorite. BYU has a good quarterback and a good offense. What do you think about this team? I mean, South Florida um, always prides themselves on, on talent, so what do you think about this?
1: They do, and I think BYU is just going to be too much for them, but usf has some experience on both sides of the ball to make this kind of an ugly game And you know the and especially playing where they're playing in florida you know the humidity is going to be a challenge especially with byu um you know it's going to be raining possibly um so um and i'll be honest with you um usf could probably muck this game up and, and make this more interesting than be might like so but at the end of the day, I just think the offense of BYU will be too much to handle. Um I think it they'll take over in the second half, but I look for this game to be very close first half. Um I'm I'm gonna take the points and give BYU twelve points the win. Um I just don't see South Florida hanging hanging in it till the fourth quarter. They'll play good the first couple minutes of the game to the halftime. But that's when I think the talent of BYU will take over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with all that. BYU is actually one of my sleeper teams um, that I think could have a a really good season. And I think they play enough people this year and different teams throughout their schedule that they're going to have a, you know, they have a chance of having a say in who makes the college football playoff. I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be BYU, but I think they have a say in, in you know, they're at least going to have a chance in that. And they open this game. It's an interesting game for them to go play down in South Florida. Um, you know, they uh, they don't have that kind of weather down, you know, where they're from. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting game to go down there and play in this heat this time of year. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, they're not used to that. Um, it's a 12-and-a-half point favorite right now for them, you know, and that's right on the edge basically where I'm thinking, well, you know, does, you, does South Florida cover the spread on this game or not? You know, I, I, I think I'm kind of right in that range. I'm going to give BYU a 14-point win, which, you know, would cover the spread on this. So that
1: I, 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 I believe I'm I believe I'm with you on that one.
0: I think that's where I'm going to go about a 14-point win in this one, yeah. and would cover the spread. So, the next game on my list, man, and the reason why I have this game <laughs> on, it, it, it's it's such a wide sp- spread on it, you know. It's Utah State at Alabama. And Utah State was eleven and three last year, and won the won their bowl game. Won what was it? The Peach Bowl? They won?
1: Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I can't remember, but I think they was they was, it was in a, a bigger a, bowl. It was in a bigger bowl. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a bigger bowl, and you know they have some offense coming back, and they have a really good team. They already played a game. They played UConn last week and won think 31 to 20 something like yeah. that um of course they're going and playing at Alabama in Tuscaloosa yeah. I mean you know I, I'm not throwing this game in there because I think Alabama is going to have a scare I'm actually throwing this game in because the point spread is 40 does Al- do Al- does the tide cover the spread in this game or not I think they do. I am just going to be honest with you. I believe this is the
1: type of saying, you know, Utah State's the lamb being led to the slaughter. And (laughs) I just – I think they're so good. I think they're motivated this year. You know, they lost the national championship last year. They lost Jameson Williams to an injury, which I think had a lot to do with them not winning the national championship. You know, they bring back Bryce Young. They bring back Heisman finalists. Probably – Maybe the best defender in the country, edge rusher, Will Anderson. And Sabin did say this. He said this is maybe one of his most fun teams he has ever coached. So, and that don't bode well for Utah State. And I just don't see Utah State hanging in this game very much. You know, they have one maybe, this probably may be the deepest roster that Alabama has had in a long, long time. Which they lost, they lost some depth at some skill positions, but they brought a lot back on defense. You know, they brought Jamar Gibbs from Georgia Tech, brought in Jermaine Burton from Georgia. So this is going to be, I think, a blowout, and I just don't see Utah State hanging <laughs> in this game enough to to make this a game. I mean, someone says it's going to be a blowout, so you know, can can they can they stay within thirty? I don't know. But I think this, at the end of the day, Alabama's going to be motivated. They're going to be ready to go. And a motivated Saban-type
0: team is not a good sign for college football. My point on it all, my whole point on this is Utah State is not a bad team. They are not. And and going in there and getting, like, demolished by 40 points is a lot. I mean, I know Bama's going to win this game. That's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, I and I know a lot of Bama people are going to say, oh, they're going to blow that out even more than what it is. But, I, shoot, I'm going to have to say they don't cover the spread on this, I think. Even though I think they're a great team and, you know, yeah. they're, they're probably going to make the college football playoff. They usually do, you know. Yeah, they always do, yeah. All right, so that's enough of that, Gabe. I just, the spread was amazing. So, you know, because it's a good team, it's not like they're playing Mercer or somebody, you know? Yeah. All right, so the next game we got on here is um, Memphis at Mississippi State. It opened at 16. The last I seen it was at 16 and a half for Mississippi State. Memphis actually beat them last year. There was some questionable calls um, in that game, especially late in the game. Uh, but Memphis actually beat them last year, and now they're a 16 and point favorite at home. Is the cowbells going to help them that much? I think it will this game. Um, you know, I look
1: at Mississippi State's quarterback, Will Rogers. He's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Um you know, I think he'll easily get 400 yards through the air. Now, Memphis defense in the past have, have not r- really been good, but they might be better than they have the last couple years. But I just don't think they're going to be able to stop Will Rogers in the offense. You know, he's got eight starters back. I think they'll use the ball control. Um, he'll have a lot of lot of passing yards. Um, and you got to remember, last year, Memphis won last year on a – thanks to a questionable kick return um, where they thought the Tiger player was down he wasn't. And that was a big questionable call. And I think that will be a, a motivation factor for Mississippi State. Wasn't there um, a fumble?
0: That I think there was something like that. Something
1: it, like that too? In that something season? like that. Something happened, yeah. And I just think being at home this year, um, Mississippi State will win um it's a really it's a really hard place to play at davis wade stadium that that place is a very big um home field advantage for a lot of a lot of team, lot for mississippi state and i just don't see them going in there and beating a starkville team uh, a mississippi state team my apologies at, at a seven thirty kickoff um because the fans are going to be revved up, you know. This is probably Mississippi State's biggest year for Leach and his team. And I just don't see Memphis going in there and upsetting them. So I think Mississippi State will cover the spread.
0: All right, you know, it's just one of those games. I know that they struggled, you know, at their place last year. And, you know, Mississippi State to me, a lot of times, especially early in the season, if you kind of watch what he's done, what Leach has done at Mississippi State the last couple of years, they they have usually started out kind of slow and struggled the first three or four games of the season. You know, I know this one's at home, um, you know, and the fans are going to make some difference. I just thought the spread being 16 and a half was a little much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they cover that spread. I I'm I'm thinking Mississippi State wins the game. I'm just not sure if they win by 17. That's kind of where I am with it. I'm thinking It's okay. It's okay to be different. <laughs> I think it's going to be I think it's going to be like a 13-point game or something like that. That's where I'm at with it. It should be a fun game either way. I mean, it's it's not going to be
1: – I don't think it'll be a big, big blowout, but I don't think Memphis will have enough firepower to hang with Mississippi State's offense.
0: Right. I got you, man. So we're going to kind of do this and kind of go through this each week with these pick We've got these pools, and um, after this first week here, we'll come back in and we'll do a little recap and who's leading and what the standings are in each pool um, for the one that just us for me and John. And then we have the one with some fans and we hope you guys will enjoy, will enjoy that. I hope we, you will uh, join the fan pool. Um, And that, like I said, you can find that on Facebook, John, you've posted a bunch too, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So